Welcome to the Mary's Cup of Tea podcast. I'm your host, Mary Jolkowski. I'm an author, speaker, and all-around self-love advocate. And this is the podcast that'll inspire you to love yourself. Hi, friends. Today, I wanted to talk about bad days and how to handle them with self-compassion. I get asked a lot how I remain so positive and just seem to have a relatively good outlook on life. And of course, there's a lot of factors that are at play here. Firstly, I think that when you see me on social media or on the podcast, like I'm definitely putting my best foot forward, even though I also try to share my lows with you. It just so happens that the highs are more exciting to share, and it's a lot easier to show up online when you're feeling good and quite a bit harder when you're feeling not so good. So take that with a grain of salt and please don't ever compare your life or your mood to someone else on social media because you have no idea. I know from personal experience that one second I can post something that I'm feeling really good about and then the next second it feels like everything's falling apart or I just got in a fight with my partner or some shit just went down. But I'm not going to immediately post about that kind of stuff for, again, a plethora of reasons. It's a lot more difficult. Sometimes there's privacy concerns. Other times I'm just not comfortable with it. So keep that in mind when you're observing other people. But I think it's really, really normal to have bad days. And I think that a lot more people, especially recently, I feel like bad days days happen more often than good ones. So today I wanted to give you a little pep talk for bad days and give you five tips that might help you overcome these not so great moments of your life because they are frequent. But hopefully we can approach them with a good mindset and with lots of self-love. So firstly, I want you to think about what you define as a bad day. What do you think of when you think of a bad day? Maybe you're having one today, and if that's the case, what is making this a bad day? For me, a bad day is when... I feel like I didn't get anything done or I didn't feel productive, in which case it's really important to have that self-awareness because I have to acknowledge that I'm probably tying a lot of my worth to my productivity. I used to define a day as good or bad based on how strictly I adhered to my diet or how good, quote-unquote, I was with food and eating or how much I weighed in the morning, like all of this stuff related to food and body image struggles. Five years ago, if I stepped on the scale and I didn't like the number, or if I felt like I cheated on my diet, or if I felt like I overate the night before, then guess what? The next day is going to be a bad day, and I would not let myself feel otherwise. Like I literally wouldn't let myself feel good. I would almost punish myself. And letting things like that, whether it's productivity or food, body image, or anything that's external, letting that determine your mood for the rest of the day is not 
helpful. (laughs) It's just not great. We need to work on untying and detaching our mood from external factors. Sometimes I think of a bad day as a day where I felt like I lacked boundaries, whether it's with other people or with social media, that's a big one for me, and felt like I just didn't do anything for myself. That's a totally different story. But again, in that case, it's not necessarily a bad day. It's actually an opportunity to learn and maybe create a different approach or a different system to have that happen less. For example, at the beginning of this week, I was feeling like just every day was escaping me. And I never felt like I was contributing to anything in a positive way. And I just felt really down on myself and wasn't feeling proud of my work and then wasting time doom scrolling on social media and doing a bunch of stuff for other people and worrying about what so-and-so thought of me. And that to me was contributing to some of my not so great days. I wouldn't call them the worst days in the world, but I just felt like I had too many of those kinds of days. So this past Monday and Tuesday, I dedicated to completely restructuring my calendar. And I also use this project management tool called Notion, where I basically keep track of everything work-related or life-related. All my wedding planning stuff is in there, even things like my reading lists or my to watch wish lists or recipes. And again, everything work-related, podcasts, retreats, all of that, me and my whole team work out of a tool called Notion. And I was kind of using it not to the best of its ability. Like I really wasn't using everything that Notion had to offer. So I spent a bunch of time on Monday and Tuesday watching YouTube videos and really trying to make it work for me. And then time blocking my calendar, I color-coded everything. I put self-care in the morning, followed by a journal session, and I just tried to create this daily routine. And then I blocked off time for deep work, and I blocked off dedicated time for emails and meetings, and I put in all my yoga classes. And this literally took me two days. And the reason why I so diligently did this and I took so much time to restructure my entire life flow basically is because I felt like I was saying, oh, I had such a bad day when really I felt like that because I didn't feel in charge of my time. So this is why it's important to really define what a bad day means to you and what is contributing to those feelings. Because Not only is that self-awareness going to help you learn from it and maybe take some action steps to change it, but it's also going to give yourself a little bit more perspective to know exactly what you're struggling with. Like, are your bad days related to body image? Are they still related to food? Are you still tying your worth to how much or how little you ate or how much or how little you weigh or how much or how little you work, right? All of these things can be untied and reshaped so that they work a little bit better for you. If it's like a food or body image thing, then maybe you commit to having a daily breakfast and you plan that the night before. Or maybe you ask somebody for support in, I don't know, having a meal with you at dinner and doing all the necessary food and body image tips and tools that we talk about so much on this podcast. Like Maybe it's just about revisiting those so that you feel like 
your day is your own. Because the worst thing in the world is not the worst thing in the world. That's obviously an exaggeration. There's worse things. But a really icky feeling is when it just feels like your life is passing you by and every single day is escaping you and not in a great way. I personally don't like to feel busy or overwhelmed or like I'm doing so much but not really getting anything done or everything I do or how I feel is dependent on external factors. That's not a great feeling for me. So earlier this week, back to the drawing board, tried to restructure my day. And so far, like it's not perfect. I'm not like perfectly following my created schedule, but it's really helping me know that my time is important. My boundaries are important. What I do for myself and how I work, how I function is up to me. That was a very long-winded way of saying, start by defining what a bad day means to you and thinking about how you can change that, especially if it's showing up quite frequently. Hey, my self-lovers, before we go on with today's podcast episode, I want to make sure that you are giving yourself the gift of self-love. The Gift of Self-Love is a book I wrote to help you build confidence, recognize your worth, and learn to finally love yourself. And it's available in stores and online worldwide. So go pick it up if you don't have it already. And if you do have it, little reminder to make sure that you are reading it and doing that work in the workbook. I poured my heart and soul into this book, compiling everything I teach at my retreats and everything we talk about on the podcast and putting it into this heartfelt, relatable, and actionable workbook for you. The cool thing is this book is a combination of me sharing everything that's helped me on my self-love journey, and it's also a workbook, so you can actually write in it and put the tools into practice right away. So it's a very integrative experience, similar to what it would be like if you came to a retreat and we were doing a workshop in person. These exercises are all in one place for you. There are quizzes, journal prompts, self-reflection exercises, self-love challenges, all of which will help you with body acceptance, mindset and self-talk, confidence and self-worth. So if you haven't gotten it yet, you can get it today by going to maryscupoftea.com slash book. You can also search for it on Amazon or at your favorite bookstore. And please take a second to check out all the amazing reviews. At this point, the book has reached thousands of people all around the world. And these reviews are so, so special to me. They literally make me cry when I read them. And I hope that this book has the same profound impact on you. So go to maryscupoftea.com slash book and give yourself the gift of self-love. Another question I like to ask myself is, was it a bad day or was it just a bad five minutes of your day? Did you just get cut off in traffic and then you felt really grumpy the rest of the day and it created this like negative self-fulfilling prophecy because that happens so much, especially if something not so good happens in the morning or you're feeling a little discombobulated, disgruntled, grumpy, whatever it is. Oftentimes, we just let these negativities trinkle into the rest of our day. So a really, really powerful technique to 
not doing this is to quite literally shake it off. Whether that's blasting Taylor Swift's song and dancing in your room and just shaking all that negative energy off like psychosomatically. Or one thing I like to do is I have a mantra called release tension, set intention. And what that means is that every time I walk into a new role or a new space or a new activity, I tell myself release tension, set intention. Basically, what happened in the past doesn't matter. All that happens is my intention from this point moving forward for this particular thing that I'm doing for this exact moment. So release tension, set intention. Oftentimes, a bad day started with just a bad five minutes, and we just kind of let that linger when really it could be just those five minutes, and then we can move on with our lives and shake it off. This is also a technique that really helped me with healing my relationship with food. Basically, I used to think of my food and body image journey as being almost like day by day. So like I described earlier, if I woke up in the morning and I didn't like the number on the scale, then that would just ruin my whole day. And with food, it was very much week by week. Like if my diet didn't start Monday and then go perfectly according to plan, then I would just binge eat all weekend until the following Monday. So what that would end up doing is creating these like week long cycles of quote bad days. When in reality, it's not that I had a bad day. It's just that I had a bad, I don't know, meal or I overate that one night, or there was one minute where I felt really upset with my body, but you don't have to let that influence the future. You really can leave it in the past. And so what I invite people in my programs and online workshops and retreats to do is to live your life moment by moment. Not only is this a great way to stay present, but again, it's a good way to tie a knot on the past recognize and validate your feelings and tell yourself that it's okay to feel angry and upset and ashamed and whatever else you're feeling. And you can release tension, set intention, you can shake it off, and you can start fresh right now. You don't have to wait until tomorrow morning or next Monday to start fresh. You can literally start fresh right now. So that is probably the most, I don't know, life-changing thought that I've ever had (laughs) because, I, I don't know, I guess it just helps me keep a good head on my shoulders and I let myself feel like the full range of feelings and emotions. I just try not to let them linger. Sometimes that's harder than others. Like sometimes life is seasonal and there are not so great times and where it's just that much harder to shake it off, and that's totally okay. But that doesn't mean that we shouldn't at least try. The third thing I want to offer to you is now that we've defined our bad day and we thought about, you know, is it a bad five minutes or is it really a bad day, like 24 hours? I want you to think about what does a good day look like for you? For me, a good day is when I and I don't have to check all of these boxes, but these are just some examples. I define a good day based on if I shared a sit-down meal with my partner, breakfast or lunch or dinner. 
also a good day to me is if I did one important thing for work or did one important thing for self-care or mental health, such as yoga, a long walk, a reading session, whatever that may be. Maybe I had a good conversation with a loved one or felt like I spent quality time with somebody who I'm close with, my mom, my sister, my friends, again, my boyfriend, my fiance. Another thing that defines a good day is feelings, right? If I felt proud of myself or I felt calm and confident and just secure in who I am, even if you felt that for a moment of your day, that could still just as easily create a positive self-fulfilling prophecy where instead of like letting a bad five minutes spiral, you can let a good five minutes spiral. And that's probably gonna help so much more. I also define a good day based on whether or not I tried something new or challenged myself in some way or just did something different, whether that's like, I don't know, trying a new recipe or talking to someone I don't know, like if I'm in my yoga class and I turn and talk to the person next to me or posted something a little bit different or just, I don't know, talked about something a little different. Those kinds of things, to me, define a good day. And I don't have to do all of them in one day. Even if I just did one or two things on this list, that's a good day. So if you're having a bad day right now, or you think you're having a bad day right now, think about, like, what did you do good today? How would you define a good day? And again, do we need to keep on labeling things as quote-unquote good or quote-unquote bad? when instead we can more shift into this mindset of like moment to moment, right? Going back to that moment to moment. This thing that happened, not so great, but hey, this really good thing happened too, or I did something a little different. And it doesn't all have to relate to productivity or body image or like feeling pretty or getting some sort of external validation. It can be just as simple as like, hey, I did this hard thing today. Like, I called the dentist and made an appointment, and I've been procrastinating that for months, and I'm proud that I did that. I'm happy that that is on the calendar, and that is enough. Sometimes doing like the most simplest basic things is enough. More often than not, that's enough. And I want you to remember that most days are going to be like this. Most days are going to be pretty mundane and simple and it really is about looking through and taking inventory of your day and giving, like very intentionally giving significance to what you want to focus on, right? So like you can give significance to that thing your boss said to you that wasn't so great and you just didn't appreciate their tone and you should call them out. That's totally fine. And you can keep on like ruminating on that moment, or you can look back on your day and instead give more focus and energy and attention to that one really lovely moment that you had with your friend or your partner or your kids or whoever that may be. Where attention goes, energy flows. Remember that. Where attention goes, energy flows. So when you're evaluating your days, your weeks, your months, your years, your life, it all depends on what you focus on. And oftentimes, like day-to-day, -day, things feel so ordinary. Things feel so boring. Sometimes it might feel like you're going through the motions and you're like, oh, I didn't have such a great day. But then when you look back at years, like over the long term, you're like, wait. 
actually did a lot. Like I got a degree. I got some sort of new education. I tried something new. There's this new job I applied for. I stepped out of my comfort zone. I got into a new relationship. I opened my heart. Like there's so much that we do. We just fail to give ourselves credit for it. And so that's why it's so powerful to just have this balance between like focusing on moment to moment and then also zooming out and really seeing the big picture. Remember that the not-so-good days and even the bad days are actually necessary. You physically cannot give 100% of yourself all the time. It is physically impossible to have every single day be a good day. So whenever you do experience a bad day, the thought I like to have is like, well, (laughs) if today was a sack of shit— then tomorrow will feel a lot less shitty, relatively speaking. So even that alone, I think, is a healthy thought. If today fucking sucked, then tomorrow will probably be a little bit better. And it's important to really lower your expectations. That's what this whole episode is about. We have to lower the expectations that we have of ourselves. We have to lower the expectations that we have of other people. We have to just lower the amount of like thought and significance we give to everything. Because again, it all ebbs and flows. Life just kind of happens. And it's all about how we look at things. You know, the Buddhists say that there's only two ways to become happier. Option one is to change your reality. So change something about your circumstances to make you have more good feelings, although that doesn't always work, right? And option two is to lower your expectations. And oftentimes it's a combination of both, but the reason why lowering your expectations is often more helpful is because you can do that right now. Like right now, you can give yourself a little bit more grace. And right now you can say that I am enough and just getting through the day is a win and having a good conversation with a loved one and spending quality time with somebody who's important to me, that is a good day. Lowering your expectations is something that you can do immediately. Whereas changing your reality is not something that you can really, you know, snap your fingers and do. So when you're on this self-love journey and you're trying to become a little bit more happier, a little more positive, I would work on both. Like first, lower your expectations of yourself, of others, like try to step into, I guess, a little bit more acceptance and thus contentment. The more in acceptance we can be of our reality, the easier it'll be to change it. And then over the long term, you can work on changing your reality. And those are all these steps of like, you know, making sure you're working a job you love and that you're in a healthy relationship and that the people are around you are supportive and that the things that you're spending your time on are things that actually bring you joy. All of that will come into fruition. But the only thing that you can do right now is to change your expectations a little bit and maybe give yourself a little bit more grace and compassion day to day. So if you're really having a bad day, chances are that it's because something happened outside of your control. It's probably due to circumstances that you didn't anticipate. You were hit with a really big dark cloud or maybe it is 
brain chemistry related, which again is outside of your control. Or maybe you were hit with a big dark cloud in terms of some kind of bad news. Like, of course, that's going to breed its own bad days and even bad weeks. That is totally normal. But my question to you is like, why are you punishing yourself for it? Why are you trying to speed up the grieving process? Why are you trying to make yourself be this positive poly when something happened that is changing the trajectory of your life in perhaps a way that right now is not so pleasant? So what would happen instead if you were extra gentle with yourself and you did something like specifically to make yourself happy and to really care for yourself and nurture your feelings and really treat yourself? Those things are so important. Like if you really, really had a bad day, there is nothing wrong with coming home, canceling all your plans, and just sitting in front of the couch, drinking your favorite tea and eating your favorite chocolate and watching your favorite show and doing your skincare routine and maybe going to bed early that night. Like that extra self-care is so, 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 so necessary, especially when you're having bad days. And what I've noticed is that I personally have too often found myself punishing myself, like almost blaming myself and being like, well, since I had such a shitty day, I probably don't deserve good things. So I'm just going to continue treating myself not so well and doom scrolling on social media and telling myself how everybody else has it so much better than me and my life just sucks. Like kind of throwing this pity party for yourself. And although there's a time and a place for that, Perhaps the antidote is to treat yourself with extra care and compassion and love because you really do deserve that. I hope that this episode gave you a little bit of perspective on bad days. I hope that as time goes on, you define things less as good or bad and instead just like c'est la vie. And of course, take extra good care of yourself on the times when you're struggling and even when you're doing great and life feels light and lovely and happy, then love yourself then too. Love yourself always. Hey self-lovers, just one more thing before we farewell. If you've been enjoying the Mary's Cup of Tea podcast, I would greatly appreciate it if you could leave a review on Apple or rate the show on Spotify. Your feedback helps the podcast grow, and as someone whose love language is words of affirmation, your kind words mean the world to me. If you're listening on Apple, you can just scroll all the way down on the podcast homepage and at the bottom you will see a place to leave a review. And if you're listening on Spotify on the show's homepage, there will be a little star and clicking that star will let you send in your rating. Thank you so much for listening and helping me spread the gift of self-love. And speaking of the gift of self-love, make sure you pick up my book, which is available in stores and online worldwide. Just go to maryscupoftea.com slash book, and you'll find all the links to order the gift of self-love, whether that's on Amazon, Walmart, Target, small indie bookstores, and wherever else books are sold. 
Again, thank you so much for your endless support. Please always remember that you are loved. I love you. And I will talk to you next time on the Mary's Cup of Tea podcast. Toodaloo!